What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Clap Bomb Podcast. This is episode 22. Unfortunately, it's not 21 because it would have been great timing. Eli and I just turned 21. I wanted to actually start off with this because I don't even know, Eli, if we went over your birthday celebration. I, I don't know if we did last episode. In case we Talk- did, how was your birthday? Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty uh, chill. My girlfriend was around, so um, we just hung out, I believe, and... Um... Took the dogs for a nice walk in the rain. That was fun. Pouring rain. She totally was like, no, I don't need a jacket. So I had to give her mine. So that was fun. Got drenched. Yeah. Uh, um, not, yeah. It wasn't too hectic. Just hung out with the family, basically. Okay. It was on Mondays, so. Yeah. Screw Mondays. Yeah, screw Mondays indeed. Um, but yeah, mine was all right. My girlfriend was also here. It was kind of, kind of difficult to get her up here, though, because she's from a different nation. My imagination. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's hiding something. No, uh, no, I was uh, I just celebrated with my friends. I wanted to have Eli there with me to celebrate, but he was working. He, he, he would have been there. He had an invite, just he couldn't make it with work. So um, but I had a good money. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had a reason to go into work i don't even want to with the salary i make but that's a different conversation but yes i had a good time for my birthday as well so in case you missed it you and i both turned 21 so uh unfortunately episode 22 doesn't kind of correlate with 21 but close enough and uh, before we get into anything this week we do have a special message uh for our podcast two words good luck that is the words of eddie olchek because <laughs> i do want to <laughs> tell that i do want to tell this story um I went to a Cubs game this week, and if you're not a Cubs fan, Eddie Olchek was singing the seventh inning stretch at the Cubs game this week against the Cardinals, and I had no idea about it, and I went to the game. We got there early to get some food in one of the restaurants at Wrigley Field. I don't know what it was called. Something like Bar and Grill or Bar and Tavern, something like that. It was right next to the stadium, and everything was perfect timing. I, we finished up our food. I went down the stairs, was heading out the door, and I looked to my left, and I see this guy talking to some dude it's just it's just a guy and he's all alone i'm like that guy looks really f- holy fuck it's eddie olchek and i like my parents were walking away i grabbed my dad i'm like stop that is eddie olchek i need to go talk with him that is exactly what i told my dad and I, it was just so random because he was just there by himself no one else seemed to knew, know who it was and i was confused why he was there i didn't i didn't even think to myself like oh maybe he's gonna sing the seventh inning stretch or maybe he's gonna throw out the first pitch i had no idea i was just like he's here and i need to do something about it i'm like he just got back from florida from the Stanley Cup final like holy fuck he's already here so i i he was and he was literally walking away from this conversation with this guy so i it, again everything was perfect timing if i if i had to use the bathroom or we took it took slightly longer for our food to come out i would have missed him like it was perfect timing so he's starting to walk away and i got his attention. i'm like hey edzo big fan like fucking great great introduction and He's like, nice to meet you. He immediately come, like, puts his hand out to shake my hand. I'm shaking his hand. And, and then he's about to walk away again. I'm like, wait, wait, do you have time for a picture? I'm like, don't, don't go. So, honestly, I'd rather have a conversation with the guy than get a picture. I think that's like more worthwhile. But I clearly did not want to have a conversation. So I'm like, can I get a picture? He's like, sure, sure. And as he's doing that, my mom fucking goes, tell him about your podcast. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Now I'm so embarrassed. And I didn't say anything about it. Like I, I, He definitely heard her because after we were done taking the picture, he looks at me and says, good luck and walked away. He wouldn't have said like, go Hawk. He probably, he probably would have said go Hawks or something, but he must've heard my mom say that. And he said, good luck. So 
we have a that was our special message for this week. It was really cool to meet him. He did not throw out the first pitch. Jason Zadekas did. Um, you might know him from movies like uh, uh, Where the Millers and SNL. Uh, SNL. SNL. I was just like, holy, what a, what a star. He's also in day. that um, the Apple TV soccer coach. Yeah, yeah. Uh, show that supposedly is really good, but I'm not paying for that shit. Right. Uh, got uh, all that other stuff. But yeah, it was a star-studded day at Wrigley Field. Old check, Sudeikis. Like, I mean, I guess it was because it's a rivalry, like a Cardinals Cubs rivalry. I've never been to a Cards Cubs game. I've like gone to Pirates and Mets and Reds, Phillies, but never a Cardinals game. So that and that was a whole different vibe too. A lot of Cardinals fans were there. Uh, it's the loudest I've ever heard an opposing team's fans at Wrigley Field. So it was a really cool experience. But yeah, the highlight was meeting Old check. That was just super cool. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, you know, any more introduction statements, any personal statements we, you got to make before we go on to the actual hockey talk? Patrick Kane. I, I have a personal friend who's friends with Patrick Kane. No, I'm not. Um, no, I don't know okay. anyone. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not that podcast that had like 100 or 50 viewers and had Patrick Kane on there for, for some reason. Yeah. I mean, we're not I, those guys. I didn't meet, I didn't meet, uh, I'm not buddies with Old Chuck, but I didn't meet him. It just happened to be still around before he moves to wherever the ESPN studio yeah. is. Yeah, just weird, just weird. Or time, TNT, but... not ESPN. Shit. Yeah, but yeah, super cool. Anyway, so he says good luck with the podcast, and maybe we get him on one day. No, I'm just kidding. So <laughs> uh, we uh, we do actually have to get into some news before we get into the whole Stanley Cup final and everything like that, uh, and it's unfortunate news. And I was going to wear a Blackhawks jersey for this episode. Eli was too. And even even knowing like what the investigations, everything going on, we were still like, we got to wear something now that the season's over. And we just can't now because more news came out with this investigation. And it was really just. This is even worse, I would. Yeah, think. It, it was disgusting to hear. There were two big pieces. Uh, I'll read the first one to you. Uh, where is it? I'm going to use Puck Empire for this, by the way, as per usual, just got to cite my sources. Um, I'm actually not seeing it. Oh, it was from Ben Pope. So Ben Pope, uh, is he a beat writer for the Black? Yeah, he's he's, uh, for the Chicago area. So he said that basically the Blackhawks decided to, um, they put a motion forward, right? To, can can you, do you have the exact wording? Because I can't, why can't I find a tweet now? I thought it was on Puck Empire's Instagram, but it doesn't seem to be there anymore. I got Um, a guy. I got a guy. Okay. Oh, here it is. They filed, so the Black, this is from Ben Pope on Twitter. The Blackhawks filed up today a motion to dismiss the lawsuit filed by the Michigan high school student whom Bradley Aldrich, Aldrich sexually assaulted in 2013. So basically, can you, can you put that in English terms for everybody? Um, it's not just like kind of saying dismiss. They're asking to dismiss the whole thing, basically, right. because there's just, because I mean, with with what you know, the later information that we're going to say, um, basically that they weren't responsible for whatever he did, right, or something like that. They're they're saying he they never gave a positive recommendation about Aldrich. they well they didn't give a positive recommendation specifically about him to the high school. They they apparently gave a recommendation for general, in for in general. Okay. okay. I'm not sure if it's positive or what, but they did do that's. I think that's what I read, which is bizarre okay cool <laughs> <It's great. laughs> 
Yeah, they suck. But yeah, they specifically said on a tweet, it was like, they did not give a positive recommendation to the high school. So Okay, that's great. Uh, <laughs> Either way, the guy sucks. So I'm not sure why you would do it. So that comes out. And then last night, or yes, maybe it wasn't the night. It doesn't matter when it was. It came out yesterday. Same thing from Ben Pope again. The Blackhawks, and this wasn't, this is like his putting it in English terms version. This isn't the exact wording in the court documents, but this is basically what the Hawks are saying. The Blackhawks say since the player sexually assaulted in 2010 was not a minor, disabled, or in a care facility, they didn't have to report it. So rape's okay. Basically, as long as the person's not a minor disabled or in a care facility. Yeah, rape's good. That's basically what the Hawks are saying, it sounds like. And I read this and I was just... They're saying that they didn't... That it's okay if it's not someone who can't defend themselves. Right. They're saying... They're basically saying, oh, it's a hockey player. They can say something. No. I I just read that and I was disgusted. I I don't even know. Like, there's no other way to say that. See... Uh, Go ahead. The worst part now is that that's coming from the management now. That's coming from Rock Rocky. That's coming from um, what's his son's name? That's that's got Dennis? um no 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 Rocky Wirtz his son or the, yeah. It, yeah Rocky Wirtz's son. I thought it was Dennis Danny Wirtz. Danny, oh, Danny, Danny 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 Wirtz. My bad. Um, who is the interim something? I think I might. He might be the man. Uh, um, I, I, know, I, know guy, what, I know what you're trying to say. I yeah. Can't. So it's coming from like these guys, yeah. which that was my question is were these guys in on it back in 2010? Seems like it. Um, and now that they're saying this, I'm kind of like, okay, instead of firing everyone, they're trying to save their asses. So it, this, that's the disgusting part to me. And that's I, where I find it where I'm losing kind of hope in the management because in my mind, uh, Shit. Rocky Wirtz was not involved in 2010 before this information came out. And now they're asking to dismiss it and that they weren't liable. Um, that's bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's just bullshit. Um, hopefully we get some sort of resolution um, from an outsider um, investigator. Uh, is this, it's just gross. I would love to see um, Bowman get fired. Uh, McDonald's already gone. I don't know how many other people who are involved are gone, which I think most of them are gone with the, um, as you know, Quenville left and such. Right. But at least Bowman, Bowman is now the fucking president, right? President of hockey operations for the Hawks and GM. Like, I don't give a shit that he got, just got promoted. <laughs> this is disgusting. He is responsible. Yeah, I agree. It's, or at it's least I hope he has some shame from uh, Scotty Bowman, who still works with the Hawks in a very minor capacity. Um, not at the time, I don't think. I think he was still coaching or yeah, with the Red so. Wings in some way. But um, it's just it, – it hurts. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. It's disgusting and it's embarrassing. And to think that they are – that they believe they didn't have a, a responsibility, I don't get how people live with themselves like that and sleep at night. Um, apparently, if, I guess since they have money, they sleep pretty well, and that's just kind of disgusting. So, uh, I hope everything. I mean, we both hope everything gets dealt with the right way, and the right people are brought to justice, especially Aldrich. 
Um, but yeah, Bowman needs to be gone. Just get anyone that was involved gone. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen. I think there are still going to be people that were involved that either are going to get off scot-free or they're still going to be in the organization in some capacity. Which Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't think Bowman gets fired. I which, hope he yeah. is. I hope yeah. he does. I don't think he is. Yeah. So. But – and then I don't Rockies. They're obviously not going to, you know, sell a team or anything. So no, which Especially I would still love, love to understand how involved they were. Right. As they are literally the owners, they can do whatever they want with the organization. Yeah. It would be nice to know where they stand. So, and obviously they came out with the statement, like we do not condone this. Uh, that came, I think that came from Danny Wirtz, which, I think he. I'm less mad at Danny right. because he's he's you know new and he was still in like probably college at the time of the incident or something because right. he's, he's pretty young. So yeah. um, I know he was not involved, but Rocky. Yeah, he might be. Yikes. Yeah, it's uh, it's just embarrassing, and I I just hope everything gets dealt the right way. We have to move on from it. Uh, there's no good pivot, and I have to even go into some. More sad news. On the last episode, we announced that Matisse Kivlenix passed away at the age of 24. I had seen information that wasn't necessarily untrue, but it was just certain Not. bits of it were like certain bits of like, it was the right story, just bits of it were wrong. Uh, so I just have to I I just tell you exactly what I know now. Because and in fact, we didn't actually know everything at the time. So more in- it literally came out like an hour before right. recording. Right, so like new new news did come out. I'll just tell you what we know now. So you probably heard Matisse Kivlenix, Columbus Blue Jackets goaltending prospect, who was apparently primed to become a starter for the franchise, according to Yarmo Kekalainen, the GM of the Blue Jackets. He passed away at age 24 over the 4th of July weekend. I thought it was in Russia. It turns out it was in Michigan. And it was actually at a wedding party, I guess. It was the Columbus Blue Jackets... I think goaltending coach's daughter's wedding. So, and that's why Elvis Merzlikens was there. They were the only two uh, Blue Jackets at this wedding, Kiev uh, Lennox and Merzlikens. And Merzlikens made an Instagram post about it saying he was just flustered and trying to deal with everything and basically calling him like his little brother. And it was just really sad. And we now know that the cause of death was not from head impact. It was originally stated that he was... Uh, running away from the fireworks and he hit his head and I reported that I had heard that he got into a scuffle with police and that's why he was running from the fireworks that's not what happened there was a firework malfunction that's why he was running away from the fireworks yeah I think it came out that he wanted no part of it him or Ms. Merz Lincoln's they were Mm -hmm. both like trying to stay away from it right so that's even worse (laughs) and what caused the the death was the impact from the blast of fireworks in his chest, not him falling and cracking his head. Like that. So sucks. It's just sucks. really, it's really sad. There is one positive, not that it will bring Kiv Lennox back, but the Habs in game four, of the Stanka final did provide a moment of silence before the game. And Merzlikens put on a story saying like, thank you. And uh, so, I mean, props to the Habs for doing that. I mean, it's to be expected. So that's good. Like we should be expecting them to do that because if they didn't, that'd be a problem. And, uh, yeah, very sad, but I just wanted to give the correct facts about what happened because 
the information I provided was very butchered and not correct. So, uh, any any thoughts on this before we move on? No, uh, you know, thoughts to the uh, family, the Kislenics, and um, and uh, the Merzinkins and such, and everyone who's close. Yeah. Oh, and then the last thing I do want to say about it is I'm hoping the league looks at this in terms of the expansion draft because Kislenics might have been the guy that they would have left unprotected for their goalie. Uh, I'm hoping that the league just gives Columbus a pass on this because they can't, they can't expose Merzlikens uh, or Corby Salo. They can't do it uh, based on their contracts and just like uh, you, the is rules. It you? The rules, right. Uh, so I'm hoping they give them a pass on that. So let's hope the league does the right thing there and just put, takes it out of the expansion draft for them. But yeah. Uh, Before okay. we get into the next bit, am um, I getting a bit of a uh, interference with your microphone? Interference? Yeah, it's it, just I hear lots of uh, scuffles. It might be. It might actually. You know what? It might be my hair. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's, <laughs> it's too might, long. <laughs> is it? Uh, is that better? Is that a little bit better? Sounds like you just try. You know. Is it better now? No, just just try to you know just move around a, a little bit. Um, it, 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 it just I heard a lot. I'm just saying. Okay, I'm I'm gonna put it over here. Does that is that that's, better? That's louder, but yeah. Oh, okay, well I don't want louder. Okay, we'll just put it right here for right now. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so um, <laughs> move on to the next little bit here before we get. This is the last little thing we have until we actually get into the Stanley Cup final. The reason for the YouTube viewers why I'm wearing this St. Louis Blues jersey because you would say why the hell is he wearing that? He's a Blackhawks fan. Well. That's because Vladimir Tarasenko is one of my favorite players of all time, and that pains me to say as a Blackhawks fan, but I love him. That's why he's on the back of this jersey that I'm wearing. And, uh, well, it's about to be outdated. Vladimir Tarasenko has requested a trade from the St. Louis Blues. We kind of saw it coming. Uh, I mean, Beck, noted former guest of the show, he had been, he's been telling me for months that he's going to be a member of the Seattle Kraken or he's going to be – traded or whatever i didn't believe him i'm like there's no way they're gonna lose tarasenko and there's a plus here because if the, if the blues do lose tarasenko it will actually give me a reason to completely hate the blues tarasenko is the only reason i actually like the blues in some capacity i kind of like colton Pareko, but other than that there's not really anyone on the blues i like so they might actually become a real rival team for me now but yeah, it's uh, he requested the trade because he doesn't like how the team handled its sur- his surgeries. And one thing came out also. I don't That's know, going around the league, isn't it? Yeah, well, Eichel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing did come out that surprised me. The, I don't know which surgery it was. One of, I mean, he's had a bunch of shoulder surgeries, like three of them in the last three years. And one of them was performed. I don't know if it was performed. I don't want to get my facts wrong. It was either suggested or performed by the team doctor team surgeon whatever and the thing that they wanted fixed wasn't even fixed during the surgery they they they, they fucked with something else in the soldier it wasn't even the part they were supposed to fix and operate on like it went unnoticed or something I, so it's just like i can understand why tarasenko might have some trust issues and he was also he, he he came out saying he was mad that he didn't get the captaincy when o'reilly got it uh, so he just hasn't seemed very happy there for a while. I mean, he got his cup and all, but clearly seems angry. And I wonder if uh, I wonder where he goes 
we can we can speculate on it for a little bit. I don't want to get too deep into it, but I'll let you take that part. I'll just say Tarasenko on the Kings. Oh, oof, oof, the Kings oof. might be a sleeper team, dude. I know for next year. That'd be if, so um, If uh, what's what's that guy's um? They got Byfield, Turka. Turka if Turka and Byfield both show up next year, whether it's in a forty-point capacity, because you don't need because they're both centers. I'm not sure if Turka is. I think I think he's projected to be a center. I'm not sure if they're trying to move him to the wing because yeah, of his sure. stature. He is quite short. Um, but when he when the Hawks were talking about him, they were saying he could be the next Jonathan Taze. So I'm assuming they're going trying to get him to be a center. But you'll need him. I think he could be a very good third line with Byfield and his massive like was he six five? Yeah, he's huge. he's six five. He's going to be a good second line center next year, and having a uh what Kopitar that's his name Kopitar with Tarasenko on his side oh I like that dude yeah Tarasenko might pull a a TJ Yoshi for me um and I can actually start rooting for the guy I do like Tarasenko he had that nasty uh shootout goal against Crawford a couple years ago oh never leaves my mind yeah um I think he. I think he pulled off a one hand. Wasn't it one hand? He's pulled off a couple. He, he pulled one against New York and one against Minnesota. Oh, yeah, I think the the Minnesota New York ones were those like like back to back, or like Minnesota. I thought was the playoffs, weeks. and oh. I know New, I know New York wasn't obviously. I thought they were relatively similar or relatively. They might be close. I swear it was. I swear the one hand it wasn't uh, Minnesota wasn't the, the New York. I think was just like towards the end of the season. It was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's close. He but, he um, was a monster. When he was, he's healthy. so good. He's, when he was, when he was like prime, oh yeah, he was disgusting. I just, it, he might, you know, legitimize LA for next year as a sleeper for um in the Pacific. And I mean, especially the Pacific is quite weak. I'm really true. also confounded by um San Jose's thinking. Is they still think they're a playoff or they can contend? Like, dude, no. no. Burns has dropped off. Uh, Carlson has not been the same. He's just been hurt, and you know his body's just slowed down. Uh, what's his name? A Vlasic, one of the worst contracts yeah. in the league. Yeah. Like, you, I don't know what they're thinking, but they can easily pass them. Um, and especially if they're not going to commit to the rebuild, they might fall in their face next year but i'm just gonna say it if he gets straight to the kings that could be a very hot trade yeah he had a good i think he had a decent mom well, okay. and it's i think it's gonna be a steal of a trade anyways the guy tarasenko was hurt he's uh what 28 29 or something he's getting up there in age yeah because he hit i don't think he's hit 30 i don't think he has so yeah. and his trade value should be quite low Maybe like yeah. a, a first and the prospect, low tier, mid tier prospect. I can't, I can't, it can't be any more than that, no. honestly. So, or maybe a second rounder and a high tiered prospect. Because the Kings prospect pool is quite nice. So maybe they send over like Kaliev or some shit. Yeah. Um, but I just go get him, LA, please. It would be nice if he can get back to his former glory in some way. He had two goals in the last game of the playoffs this year for the Blues. Seemed like he was heading in the right direction, but I don't want to get my hopes up. But, yes, he'd be nice in L.A. I saw a potential thing that St. Louis really wants Matthew Kachuk, so they might do a swap there. I would, I would really like Kachuk in St. Louis. That would be really fun for me. Uh, but he is my favorite player in Calgary, so it's 
it's kind of like bittersweet. I guess Tarasenko would become my favorite player in Calgary too, so I guess it would work out. But uh, anyway, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's all speculation. He's requested a trade. I'm a hundred percent sure it's going to happen. And the marriage between these two teams seem or uh, two two parties seems to be over. So never thought I'd see Tarasenko on another team, but it's going to happen. Sounds like so. We'll see what happens there. And that's going to be it for the first portion of the news of the week. Now, we have to say that the season has finally come to an end. Uh, this weird, wacky season of playing the same, you know, five, six, seven, eight teams, uh, eight, nine times in, you know, in a season. Really weird year. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm glad it's over. Obviously, I'm not kind of glad. I'm very glad it's over. Um, yeah, I'm kind of burnt out. Yeah, Definitely. Um, but I don't, I'm upset that hockey's over for sure. So, so hey, hey, dude, I'm okay with it because guess what? It's back in like two months. That's true. It's going to be <laughs> short as off season for these guys. Yeah. Because I was texting Matt. I'm like, okay, guess what? Buyouts tomorrow. Guess what? Um, free agency next week. It's like insane how quick the turnaround. Right. Is. So we will see before I even get into this, dude, like, like I got to being 21 is very nice because now I've been drying this Mike's hard lemonade, oh, yeah. man. And I got to yeah. say this shit, this is, water, not vodka or anything. this is a problem. This shit damn good. And I like it. I was, I, uh, uh, it's going to be a problem. So I was we... introduced to, um, Smirnoff's, um, specifically the Smirnoff ice. That shit's yeah. pretty good too. Yeah. It, it doesn't taste like alcohol. That's a problem. Yeah, that's exactly. I taste so much lemonade in this. I'm like, dude, I could easily down these, no problem. But I'm only opening this because I have to talk about Nikita Kucherov here when we get into the, a little bit further into Are the you news. Get into character? No, I'm no, no, <laughs> not getting into character. I'm getting mentally prepared to talk about this because I'm sure people are not going to like my takes on it. But uh, we will start off. If you don't know, somehow the Tampa Bay Lightning have won the Stanley Cup for the second year in a row. A lot of storylines involved, a lot of injury updates, a lot of just storyline updates, and we'll get into that. But as per usual, we're just going to cover the last two games of the season. And I can also say, Eli, we both got something right for once. We predicted the Tampa Bay Lightning in five. I don't think we expected it to go 3-0 and and then Montreal getting one. We probably were like, okay, maybe – First two teams each, uh, first two games each team wins a game. Then maybe game two, someone gets the series lead. No, or game three, someone gets the series lead. Nah, it did not go the way personally I thought it was going to go, but it did go in five. So we got that right. In so, terms of games, it went pretty similar to how I thought. I thought they were just going to squeak one out. Um, well, right. Kind of what they did. I didn't. But, think, um, I just didn't think it'd be in like a three zero start. Oh um, no, I thought it'd be like game two or three. Right. So. Oh uh, yeah, probably got, game three. We got one prediction right the entire postseason. Well, okay, that's not true. We did no we, certain teams to go on. We just didn't get the certain. No, game. I I think I said sweep in um the Avalanche St. Louis game. Oh, you might, you might have. I'm pretty sure I did because you know fuck you St. Louis. Okay, yeah, you might have. And, and honestly, at that point, I, I, I don't even remember. We'd have to go back and look. But. It's okay. Riley had a lot of fun. That's what, oh, that's Riley, what matters. Oh, Riley said they were going to have a lot of fun. I'm sure they really did. Uh, but, yeah. They looked depressed. So, I will even. just uh, I will just pull up game four real quick. Uh, it was the most entertaining game of the series, to me at least. I think everyone can agree. And it was the only ga- uh, series game of the series that went to overtime. So, I'll just read off the goals. Josh Anderson getting his first goal since the Vegas series. 
And uh, okay, cool. Caulfield another point. Suzuki with another point. Just future is showing already from Montreal. Then Barkley Goodrum on a nice feed from McDonough makes makes it a one-one game. There were only uh, two goals up into the third period. One in the first period, which is Anderson's. One in the second period, which was uh, Goodrum's. So very slow game. And then I hate the way they pronounce his name, but apparently it is pronounced as Romanov. I want to call him Romanov, but it's Romanov. Gets his first career goal in the playoffs. Sorry, his first career playoff goal. He only has one in the regular season so far. Uh, Jake Evans also gets a point here. He's been in and out of the lineup since his concussion, but gets a point here. So it's two in Montreal. Then Patrick Maroon, who Eli is definitely not thrilled, scored this goal. Uh, he gets a tip-in goal late in the th- – well, kind of late in the third period. And the second goal of the playoffs, first one since the Florida series. And they tie this game 2-2. Two, two. Big goal from Maroon, uh, looking to capture a third Stanley Cup. But not so fast, says Josh Anderson. Almost four minutes into overtime, Josh Anderson scores on a falling goal. Caulfield's second assist of the game. And Montreal wins in overtime. Uh, the shots were 34-21 to 21 in favor of the Lightning. Again, I just didn't think Montreal was going to win. I said it multiple times. I thought it was going to be a sweep. I thought I was going to be wrong. I'm glad it wasn't. I'm glad. I, I had said once Tampa got a 3 nothing lead, I was like, okay, this is probably going to be only Price, the only time Price and Weber get to the finals. Like, I hope they get to at least win one game and experience that because I don't think they're ever going back again. I could be 100% wrong, and I hope I am. But if that was the only time, at least they got to experience a win. Your thoughts on game four? Um, yeah, like I said before, this is the game that they just squeaked out. Um, and I, the same thought, like I, I give it, um, you know, tip of the hat to Montreal. They did have a four minute power play, um, to kill. Um, I think it was like a minute and a half in the, at the end of the third. Keep talking. And then two, by the way, keep talking. Okay. Then they had two minutes or two, two and a half minutes to begin the overtime. And I I forget who said it on the broadcast, but I think it was like Mike Milbury or someone. And Milbury is not there anymore. Oh, it might have been well, someone. It might. Who was it? You got Keith know. Jones, Patrick Sharp. Oh, yes. I McHugh. think it was Keith Jones. Keith Jones. Okay. Keith Jones was like, well, as it was fading out to uh, go to commercial, he was like, "Yeah, I expect this to be done." Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it was really uh, funny. I'm like, yeah, me too. And then they didn't. They didn't really do much on the power play, and I was kind of like, "Okay, Montreal, I see you." Um, these. I think they came out the stat that they've only let in how like five power play goals throughout the entire yeah, playoffs. Yeah, it's been amazing. That's insane. Yeah, it's unreal. Oh, that's, that's like not over 95%, I think, kill rate. So um, props to them for doing that. And it was just a good game. Yeah. Very, very yeah, awesome. Very, very, very entertaining fun. game. It's funny that Keith Jones says that. I mean. I think it was good, Keith Jones. Don't good quote thing, me Good that. thing he's probably done because this is the guy that was calling Jan Ruta Jan Rutu in the intermission at one point i'm like okay wow that's a i mean understandable mix up but come on keith let's come on let's get together and that wasn't just once it was like three times and no one corrected him sharp just kind of like now nah, just let him keep going hopefully didn't you know. sharp play with ruta too too ruta what the heck i just said it ruta oh, Ru- ruta i don't know if he played with ruta. that was 17 18 i don't know if he did i don't know if i don't think ruta was there yet i thought that was the year after that was 18 19 when he made his debut he might have been in Rockford. He might have been. But, uh, yeah, so 
Jan Ritsu does not get the win in game in game four. They had to go to game five. So that's uh, we'll get to Jan Ritsu because uh, – oh, wait, no, that was game three. I'm stupid. Don't listen to me. Anyway, okay. So game five in Tampa, and this was after the – by the way, the mayor coming out of Tampa and going – uh, we basically, I want Tampa to, to purposely lose game five or game four so we can go to Tampa and uh, win the cup there, which I don't think there's many teams you can say that could purposely throw a Stanley Cup final game and be okay. Because, I mean, Tampa, I, this, this Tampa team is one of them. They didn't I, throw the game. They, they didn't throw the it game. Is, but... It was really, I think we're, we'll get into it, obviously, but Kucherov's comments right there was no way they threw it the game they just didn't win it they they dominated too they they had so many chances price just yeah just not at all no they definitely wanted to sleep but tampa bay's mayor did not uh hey man that gets them more uh more money at the bars right right that's also probably why she wanted that she wants more money for the city as well so uh she got her wish because there was a game five in tampa and it was, I mean, it pretty much went, well, the, the outcome went the way I thought it would, just not in terms of goals. Tampa only scored one goal, and Montreal scored zero. So if you put two and two together, the game finished one nothing, and that's all it took. Ross Colton, in the second period, like midway through, actually a little bit past midway through, scores a goal from Dennis Savard. Or not Dennis, sorry, <laughs> not Dennis Savard. Um, David Savard and uh, Ryan McDonough. It's okay. Dennis is better. Dennis is better. Even right now. Right. Even right, even right <laughs> now. Uh, so, yeah, he's got more accolades, you know, former Blackhawk, former coach of the Blackhawks. Leading the team in points. David Savard. No, I'm just kidding. So, Ross Colton, that's his fourth of playoffs. You were telling me that well, – what was his stat for the rookie, amongst rookies? What you oh, he had that? four goals. No, no, in the regular season. You told me he had a Who? stat. Ross Colton. You told me No, that. I was saying in the reg- he tied uh Cole Caulfield uh, for goals in the playoffs. Oh, I thought you told me I was like about points in the regular season from him. Like, no, I don't like know how many points he had. I thought he had like twenty or something. I thought he was like up there. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought I know he had like probably nine. is I'm he's on sure the lightning. He, like, he probably had at least twenty. I think he had like nine goals, if I'm not mistaken. In the I'm sure he season. did. He's a decent prospect for them. Dude. I know. I know he had one against decent the Blackhawks. I remember. I remember that one pretty vividly. Yeah, that was it. Was a breakaway. Takes takes sip of alcohol after reminiscing on that one. Um. Anyway, no, I don't know if it was a breakaway. I just remember the Sully. I remember the Sully very vividly in my fucking summer down, buddy. It was one, um, of, the, one of the games when the Hawks were close oh, too. No, no, this one was the one where the Lightning were wearing the reverse retros. I remember oh. the Sully, and they were ass whooping the Hawks. It was not a fun time. But anyway, <laughs> that's an alcohol moment. Yeah, reminiscing. Uh, but yeah, so Ross Colton gets the Stanley Cup winning goal, and I don't even have this in there. Well, I mean, I do have Vasilevsky getting the con Smythe, but before we even get into that specifically, this now makes it five in a row for Andre Vasilevsky, continuing um, his uh record, continuing his record of series clinching shutouts, it's going all the way back to last year's Stanley Cup final. It's crazy. It is, it's again, I mean, it is a very niche stat. Yeah, it doesn't like, mean much. It's like but... a very, it's like a, a lucky stat, like that it worked out that way. But Vasilevsky is the best goaltender in the NHL. Yes, yes. There were five GMs that did not think he was even top three. 
and that's dumb that's because they play yeah. with the he plays with the lightning that's probably why but if you watch these games he's getting left out the dry sometimes he is yeah like he gets some great saves now he's he's amazing i wanted it to be point for con Smythe, but you were texting me you were a little bit ahead of me in the stream you didn't spoil it for me. Thank you. I God. was trying not to spoil. I was like, I would have it typed out, and I'm just waiting for Matt yeah. to say something. And if I see something, you know, the three dots on Instagram, I'm like, send. Right. He didn't <laughs> spoil it for me, but he had told me right before the pick, he's like, it's got to be Vasilevsky, and I'm like, you're probably right, but I'm hoping it's point. That was not was... a spoil. That was that was a prediction. No, 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 yeah. no. I'm like, you're probably right. I want it to be point. I wanted him to get it after last year because he was robbed. Point didn't have a goal in this series. Not that he was dog shit or anything. No, he had he... like how many assists? Like four or five assists. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't like a slouch, but. I, you know, didn't have a goal in the series. So. Oh, dude, dude, do you know where? Do you see all the chances he had? Oh yeah, no, he had. Plenty. He had so many chances. He was robbed every time by Price. I mean, and he was I remember, run down in game. I, I don't four? remember which game. I think it was game five. He made a sick pass through like like six guys' leg to get Kucherov on the far side of the net, and he was robbed by Price. But it was it was probably one of the coolest passes I think I've ever seen. Okay. It was literally on point. <laughs> on point. <laughs> point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, through all these guys' leg, and that the guy's insane. No. Third rounder, by the way. He was third traded rounder. up for in the Ridic- third round. Uh ridiculous. Tampa keeps signing these diamonds in the rough, I guess. And it's working out clearly. They just won their second Stanley Cup in a row. Vasilevsky gets the con smythe. Not really too surprised. It feels like it could always be anybody on Tampa. But I do, even though I want to be point, I think it clearly makes the most sense to get to Vasilevsky. So congrats to him. Um, I put this lower. I'll just get to it very quickly with these last little storylines. Then we'll get into injuries and Kucherov's comments. Uh, Maroon won a third straight Stanley Cup. I know cool. you're not happy about that. I think it's really cool. I, I like it a lot. It's I think luck. Honestly. It's luck, but dude, it's funny that it's Maroon of all Especially people. Especially St. Louis, dude. When he was. He was part of the St. Louis team that went was in last place by December. Yeah, it was a Cinderella um, run, hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I love it. I love it. The big props rig. to the guy for picking the right team. Props. He had like two goals in the playoffs, so he obviously had a huge impact. I re- I remember when he scored in what game was it? Four, three. There was a stat on the board. Uh, I can't. They they show. He's like. First goal in 15 games. Yeah. Good impact. He's not, he's not there to be a goal scorer. He's there to be a, a nuisance. And my favorite. But he can be a goal scorer. He's, I think he's had. Oh. Yeah. But it's also interesting how he was on a uh, cool stat was he's been on four teams in five years before St. Louis. Then he signs with St. Louis and wins three consecutive cups. So if that's not perseverance, I don't know what is. So yeah. I'll give him that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like. I don't know about perseverance because obviously he's never been the star player or anything, but no. he's found a home. I'll say that. He's. Um, I like his quote. Um, I might be chubby, but I'm still effective, and that's that's a <laughs> that's a quote to live by. So congratulations to Patrick Maroon. He's had some really good quotes from people chirping him about being a little chubby. Right. Like yeah. someone, I think there was something about donuts, and he was like, I'll eat the donuts and skate over your ass or something. And something he, like that. He will. He will. So I'm I'm very happy for him. And uh, I'm just going to say right now, the team that signs, uh, if, it, if it isn't the Lightning, the team that signs Maroon winning the Cup. Might be, it might be If Buffalo signs him, Buffalo's winning the Cup. Just saying. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Buffalo. 
is better with Maroon than they are with Hull. But exactly. Proven. Exactly. Will be proven. Cost you way less. Uh, and then also the trade deadline acquisition, the big one for the Lightning, David Savard, not Dennis. He got his first ever Stanley Cup, the one that we both said that was ridiculous, that he's worth a first rounder. I mean, I guess we're wrong, but I don't he know. had a nice pass to Colton. So he kind of, he showed his, I guess, value during the game five. I mean, being, it, all, it all being said and done, it doesn't really matter that they gave a first rounder. They just won the Stanley Cup. Who really cares? I when you win the Stanley Cup, who gives a fuck? Right. It's, if they don't, I think it's an overpay. The Leafs, the Leafs fans laughed at me when Felino was, you know, was traded for a first. And I said that was one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. They didn't get out of the first round. So, you know, I guess uh, I was, I was right about one of those first round acquisitions this deadline Tampa Bay seems to do it every year they they traded first for Gaudreau first for Coleman the Coleman one kind of makes sense but Gaudreau and you know Savard these guys are worth first well and by the way they are. whoever signs um uh, Coleman should trade for Gaudreau uh, those two guys are like inseparable yeah they're, they're great. so good together yeah they are that, both jeeps that entire third line yeah jeeps yeah <laughs> John John Cooper jeeps uh yeah that third line was incredible with Gord there as well so uh, I mean, congratulations to the the Lightning. There's the whole eighteen million dollars over the cap. Who cares? Thing. Who I don't. Cares? Everyone seems to. Eli and I both watched the team bring back Patrick Kane, go over the cap, and win the Stanley Cup. Joel Quinville, I've already said a thousand times. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, they only traded for Antoine Vermette. Yeah, that was their big. Oh, that right, was their big guy who scored a triple overtime winner. Triple overtime, and then. Yeah won some face-offs and that's about yeah. it he had a few uh, i think he had three game-winning goal or goals during the playoffs for the yeah, something, or two something like that yeah he was so the, i was thankful for that but that yeah. was our big guy joel quinville, was like four four mil or something joel quinville i've said a thousand times he literally went it is what it is when they were playing against tampa when florida was playing against tampa because he just knew like yeah we've done it tampa did nothing wrong is it annoying yes clearly annoying did they purposely wait to get bring kucherov back i'm sure they did but they could so why wouldn't they they could have why wouldn't they they're taking they're not doing anything wrong they're taking advantage of a system a broken system that the league hasn't anything about now ironically though when the hawks did this no one complained about it except tampa the team that lost them in the cup finals so it is a little ironic but personally i don't know how i feel if the Hawks lost the final, uh, let's say let's say the roles reverse and Tampa did it, and the Hawks lost to a overcapped Tampa, maybe I would have complained a little bit. Maybe but I'd be more time, pissed off, but yes, I'd probably just still say it is what it is. Uh, Tampa, even back then, was pretty. They weren't. Yeah, I don't think they were the same powerhouse they are right now. Johnson was their MVP but back then. Like Johnson, he was playing with Kucherov. Player. Was the tri- the triplets line? Yeah, the triplets Kucherov, line. Johnson, Palat. and uh, Palat. Yeah. They were really good back then. It uh, just proves that Johnson needs to play with Kucherov, right? Um, because he, I, the guys were getting paid like four and a half for he's another gone. couple of years. He's, he's gone anyway. How do you? I don't. Is buyout or trade? I don't. Yeah, that's a whole different conversation. I think a trade. But yes, that's a speculation. Um, yes. Well, I mean, he was on what waivers um, they were they they were trying so hard to get rid of no one wanted them but um yeah it's it's, if it happened during back then and you know they had it i probably would have complained a little bit but end of the day yeah it's not changing shit yeah it's over now stop making stop making up random bullshit about oh his 
uh, what's his name? Uh, Vasilevsky's chest piece is too thick. Right. Back off. That's, that doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Price just wears less. He that's his style. He goes more for the flexibility. Right. is more instinctual. No, people are is gonna be talking about it. Know. You just we just have to ignore it. So that's what we're gonna do. It's just dumb people. And if, if, if your team went over 18 million, you wouldn't be complaining. That's all no, I would say. No, it's allowed. You're just gonna have to get over it. Now, the long awaited well, actually before we get into Kucherov, off, we do have some injuries to go over really quickly. Jeff Petrie had a broken pinky. If you remember how that happened, it was when he got his hand stuck in the little camera hole on the glass. And he came out and said that his red eyes were from the pain. Basically, he said he passed out and I guess like tensed up from all the pain. And that's how he popped all of his, his blood vessels in his eyes. That's why his eyes looked like that. So. What trooper? That sounds painful as fuck. So, uh, congrats, to, uh, congrats to him for playing so well with a broken pinky and the eye thing, which he could see fine apparently. If it's crazy to me, it doesn't look like he could have, but apparently it was all good. So, uh, yes, like you said, Trooper, uh, Kalorn had a broken fibula. He had a rod inserted, uh, just had surgery, and he was hoping to play. Fucking animal, he is. He's like, oh yeah, there's a rod in my leg, just freshly put in there. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna play for maybe game six or seven if there is one. Yeah, I'll, I'll be good. Yeah. Full of stamp goes play a minute and a half score goal yeah. and bounce. Yeah, and Later. Kalorn did take warm-ups on his leg. I'm like, holy fuck. And like, he did raise a cup with yeah, his leg. It's man, hockey players are something else, man. Really are. And the last one, my insider was almost correct. Said told me that Kucherov after that when he in the Islander series where he played literally one shift and got injured, my insider, quote unquote, told me that the injury was a broken rib. He's close. It's fractured ribs. Still painful to play through. And that's what Kudrov yeah, played hard through. to breathe. Right. That's what he played through. So my insider was basically correct. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, but no. Uh, it really the, changed everything. It, yeah, it just didn't make a fucking difference. Uh, this yeah. guy still had 30-plus <laughs> points in the playoffs. Yeah, he had, he had more points this year in less playoff games than he did last year. He had more points during the playoffs than he did during the regular season. Uh, good one, Elon. You're a, real, you're a real fucking comedian. All right. That's that's you should go yeah. take that up. And I'll even get... everyone in my room, which is books. And then uh, we'll just get in the Kudrow comments. Uh, here we go. <sighs> okay. So there was a Kudrow press conference right after the game. And I have mixed feelings about it. I'm sure Eli does too. I will just start off. I will read you basically the big quote that came out of it. Kucherov walks into this interview right after winning the Stanley Cup shirtless. Why wouldn't he? Get yeah, no pizza though. Where nope. was the pizza? No Philip to no pizza. Or uh, who, who else did it? Was it Vasilevsky had pizza? Oh no, Sergachev. Sergachev. Oh, Sergachev had pizza. Yeah, what a, what a beautiful photo that is right there. Sergachev with the pizza. It's great. Um, but Kucherov starts dropping a couple f bombs. He's clearly hammered, which I can't. I, my my first thought was, how is this guy this hammered already? Not like this. <laughs> not like this interview was like three hours after they won the cup. I'm like, holy fuck, this guy's like hammered. And he's English is a second language and he speaks it pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. And I'll just tell you something that he said. The fans in Montreal acted like they won the Stanley Cup last game. He's referring to game four, that overtime winner. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Their final was last round. So I don't think Kucherov was disrespecting the fans per se, like the people of Montreal. 
I think he was disrespecting how they trashed the city. And no, I, I think he was trashing the fans. I don't, or maybe the... he was. I, I have little issue with it. He's I mad don't at them for really being care. happy. <laughs> I'm happy that because, first of all, I don't think he understands the situation that, that Montreal was in because right. he's never been in that situation. They were down 3 0 in the Stanley Cup final and they happened to win one game. So that gives them hope. And things are just worse there with COVID too. Like they're just, they're looking for anything to, to celebrate. Yeah. It, so I don't think he under, he doesn't care obviously about their situation. Um, So I think that that's why he was saying it because, you know, he's been there, done that. So he, you know, he's, he just won the cup. So he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, I, but. And then there was the part about Ferrari, the part where he goes talking about the, the Vesna. How Vasilevsky should have got, and they, he, he, this is what he says. He goes, they gave, they gave it to that guy in Vegas. That that part honestly was my my least favorite part of the entire thing. I, I hated that a lot. I did not like that. Drunk or not, dude, it is I, the last thing on your mind after winning the Stanley Cup is being professional. I understand that, and and I understand you want to be you want to celebrate and shit, and you're probably feeling all cocky. I mean, why wouldn't you? You just won your second Stanley Cup in a row. I get it. I get it, but. They uh, it was just if that was a really unprofessional comment. I like the personality though. Right, that's we, the thing. We got like, some more personality. We don't people see complain. Like, we complain about not seeing personality in the NHL, and when when it happens, then people are like, "Whoa, no, 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 this isn't right." There are things that Kudrov said that crossed a line. <laughs> people I were compl- remember when um Arizona was showing pics of um them not wearing suits to games, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, "Whoa, whoa, person." is he wearing a shirt that says something like a company that's bullshit yeah i mean fuck off i i, like, I there were things kudrov said that were not okay but in terms of like the, the f-bombs and the rah-rah and i loved all of that i wish we'd see more swearing Voracek did it this year with that reporter you know and and then cassidy i mean the new york saints thing but i mean it's just like that's the shit that the league needs. Uh, I I do like it. Just Kucherov. I don't know how much of it was him being drunk or him being. Yeah, no, this is actually how I feel, and I want to say my piece. Um, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. People. Can't and then, then there was the whole number one bullshit quote. Number one bullshit. And then he comes out. His agent comes out and says he signed a deal with Bud Light. <laughs> okay, that was which funny. is pretty good. And then he posted on his story today. Uh, Stam Hockey, credit to Stam Hockey for showing me this on Instagram. He posted a story today, him wearing a t-shirt that says number one bullshit. Nikita <laughs> wearing a shirt that says number one bullshit. So, he's embracing it. Look, and yeah, oh, oh, even this now. Here's a picture of uh, Mikhail Sergachev, his age, uh, their, uh, their agent, Dan Milstein, and Andre Vasilevsky, and Nikita Kucherov all wearing, you can't really tell because of the lighting here, but they're all wearing number one bullshit shirts Oh, there, there you on, go. On a boat. I mean, and they got bug light as as well. They're all cracking open bug lights. I mean, look, there are positives from it, but the vague, the flurry quote and roasting Montreal fans for being happy, I don't like. If he was specifically targeting them for like destroying police cars in their city, then that's different. Montreal hasn't been in the cup finals in '93. I don't think it's a big deal for them to 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 you know be happy. I don't think you should. He won the cup, so obviously, 
you know, he should. I don't think he cares. But they haven't been. Sorry, buddy. It's what I don't know. I don't know. All I'm trying to say is like I'm. I'm just the guy's drunk. Right. It's the guy okay. is, you know, not really caring what he's saying right now. Like, let's I just see... don't, let's not put too much thought into it. Right. The guy is still gonna get paid, right? However much he is. Let's see more of this. I want to see more personality. Like, let's stray away from the cookie cutter answers, but don't. The sap saying that let's get the ice. Oh, the, let's get the puck deep down. Right, pucks in deep. Like, let's let's get away from that one and you gotta play a full sixty. Yeah, yeah. Like, say something funny. Be, right. be, let's say um, uh, Ela um. What? It's only a game. Why do you have to be bad? Oh, it's only a game. Uh, what's his name again? That's uh, Brzgalov. Brzgalov. Yeah. Yeah, he was so much fun to listen to. Yeah. Space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the saw system so humongous, big, <laughs> humongous, big. Yeah. So we need more personality. I I like where Kucherov was going. Just some of it was not okay. But I know everyone's gonna have different opinions on it. So people are gonna people are gonna like him going after Flurry and Montreal fans. I get it. I just don't think it was appropriate, but that's just me. And the last little bit of news before we get into some contracts signings this week, NBC is now done broadcasting NHL games. It's bittersweet. They used that awful scoreboard for this playoff. Run. It kind of ruined it. I, yeah, it kind of ruined their departure. Like uh, you're trying to see, you know, how many shots or what the power play or how much power time was on the power play. And if you have like a decent sized TV, it's way in the corner, and you're yeah, sitting like twenty feet. Still away, need a magnifying 30 glass. Thirty feet away, and yeah. you can't read it. Like, you just can't read it. It's in. It's being squished by, you know, NTL and then TBL. And, and honestly, you know, the score and just the this the prior scoreboard that they had used. NBC's used a lot of great scoreboards. The prior one that they used, that wasn't even my favorite. It was the one before that, the one that yeah. had like the silver ends that was kind of like gold lights kind of. I love that one. It was like it was actually centered too because like the the one after that was more to the left. That one was dead center in the screen. I love that one. Uh but the scoreboard is not a <laughs> big deal, but NBC is now done. It's very sad. Catherine Tapman came out with a statement saying like thank you and She's not done with NBC, but she's done that. She said that was her last ever Stanley Cup final. She'll be doing other stuff on NBC. Liam McHugh is probably just, well, he's still anywhere the NBC too. So they're just done with hockey. So it was just kind of sad. Uh, I hope Patrick Sharp, you know, gets a job with the Blackhawks or something. Yeah, uh, he'll be the next color. Yeah, we, we discussed that at ad nauseum. And so it's just bittersweet. I want to mention, you know, thank you to NBC for 16 years of wonderful memories. Doc Emmerich did a, 14-ish minute piece at the conclusion of the game. He narrated it. You can see that on the NHL uh, Instagram page. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was great. So thank you to NBC. It's going to be very difficult to get hockey clips now for my edits, but uh, but thank you for all the clips you did provide me with. And uh, so yeah, I just want to say thanks. I'm sure Eli feels the same way. So Mostly. I'm glad the, that designer got fired. That was a, I think I thought that was my funniest comment of the night. I, I text Matt. Thank God, um, this person, or I would. I was. What did they say? I was like, this person needs to be fired. Whoever designed the scoreboard. I was like, oh wait. Oh wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. won't have a job past tonight. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully they don't make the transition over to ESPN or or TNTs. 
Sweden will keep coming. No, I hope. To, I think TNT and ESPN are going to be quite creative with their scoreboards in yeah. a sense that it's not going to be that. Um, because I, I feel like they listen sport. to the fans more. I I hope so. Than NBC, because anything, NBC anything, is very much do it our way. Just not, and we're going to get a lot more fun things. Don't incorporate the Bally Sports scoreboard. That is just no. awful. Uh, but yeah, that is all for the NHL season. That is all for the 2020-21 season. And thank you guys as well for tagging along with us throughout the season in the playoffs. And we're not done yet. I don't know, honestly, how many episodes we'll do. I don't know if we'll even do one per week anymore. We might do one every other week. I, I haven't even discussed this with Eli. He's just hearing this now. But um the first know. couple of weeks we should be okay because like i right. said we got buyouts which are coming out the next couple of days i don't think it's gonna be many but there's will be a few um next week uh free agency starts i believe the week after we got the draft on like the 18th or something um and then you know a bunch of other random stuff and we'll, we'll do some more like personality stuff too right but we will get we will finally get to the games We've been to segment this podcast. I am telling you that right now because we are going to quickly move on from the, these, these contracts. We had to talk about them. There were six big ones. Yes, big we'll, ones. We'll just start. Okay, well, one bigger one, five smaller ones. We'll just get into the big one real quickly because I think Eli and I are about to have some different opinions on this one. Travis Dermott of Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman, probably know him, signed for a two-year contract extension with the team, $1.5 million per. I think this is so they have a contract so they can expose him. I don't think they intend on keeping him. And if they do, he better be not a healthy scratch. And the only uh, Daniel said, Daniel said it perfectly. Got to mention Daniel. He said it perfectly. The only way I would want Travis Dermott to be a scratch is if the least produce a defensive uh, system that is so great that they actually have to push Dermott out of the lineup. Other than that, he should be in every night for 1.5 million. Cause he's now making, I think he made like, 750 last year or whatever it was. I think he was still on his no, no, he, no he re-signed last year for oh. 750 or, or 800 whatever it was and now he's making more after a pretty down year for the guy in and out of the lineup so much. Uh I don't really like the deal, but you're you have said you said right before the podcast it's a steal if I don't I am going to say to Deal. Pretty sure that well, was your I, exact word. I lie. I think it can be. I think the guy has some potential. Um, whether it's leaving Toronto and going to Seattle and kind of creating his new spot, but I think the guy can be good. I don't watch the Leafs every night, um, no. and I don't think what happened in the playoffs is indicative of all their talent. Correct. Uh, just because they kind of collapsed as a whole team, and that you can't blame one player, especially a player who is not their top two D man. Uh, which, by the way, their top two D-men were pretty good. Yeah, Riley's, like, Riley's great. Um, hopefully he doesn't leave. Yeah. But I just think he has some talent, and he can be a t- decent top four guy, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Just 1.5 isn't that much either. It's not. Um, it, Maybe it's a lot for Toronto, who's paying you know mm-hmm. over $40 million and four guys, uh, which, by the way, it's still a disaster um, stat. Uh, but – I don't know. I just think he can be good. Okay. I still have hope in the guy, but they also have some decent prospects with uh, Lilligren and uh, Sandin. Rasmus, Rasmus Sandin. Yeah, both um, of them. I'm not sure the time frame on Lindgren. It seemed like he was looking pretty promising after dropping to the second round. And then last season happened with injuries. And then I, 
think he was injured again this year. I don't yeah, know. He, he, I'm pretty sure he was, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's tough for him. I don't know what's his time frame and how much time he has left, but he still has some potential. So, yeah. okay. I we'll see. That. I just, yeah, I think it's a little bit. More. But yeah, if one and a half, you have to play the guy. Yeah. Uh, Nick Beastad, former, you know, seemed like a big future for Florida back in the day. Obviously, he's been all around the league. He's been in Pittsburgh and now he's in Minnesota. Signed for a one-year extension at 900K. I like it a lot. Uh, it's very cheap. He seemed to find a little bit of a groove in Minnesota. And I like it. Uh, he's definitely not worth any more than that, in my opinion. So, I like it. It's a one-year contract. You can bury it. No risk. I like yeah, good, it. Good depth guy. Who can? I think he's a good face-off guy, too. So, maybe – no, I'm just kidding. He's not going to get – any offensive potential no, he's is if he was some someone else like a decent third line maybe fourth line guy he's but... like a he's like a very 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 junior philip deno like very 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 defensively minded forward yes yeah and i don't know i just the guy had good potential with florida and then i think you and i both said it was a steal of a trade to uh pittsburgh. pittsburgh yeah i thought that was a steal yeah we then, both did. then he was yeah. like shit yeah <laughs> um but i you know it's low risk one year less than a million it's fine hopefully uh, they can get a, a Kirill. yeah let's see what kaprizov does uh scott wedgwood of the devils he signed a one-year extension at 825k not to be mixed with mackenzie blackwood we which were, we did we were trying to figure that out like wait a minute no no this <laughs> is not the star goaltender that's going to be a huge name in New Jersey. Well, Wedgwood, maybe he, he could be he's decent. I, I think he's, I, I think he's so if I'm not mistaken, he actually won a cup with Tampa. I think well. so. Yeah. I think he, yeah. Would. Oh, maybe I believe, no, I believe he won a cup with Tampa. If I'm not mistaken, the wedge wall on Instagram, if you don't know him, Scott Wedgwood, I'm trying to think who he's been with. Cause I thought he was with Arizona. I think I had that wrong, but maybe he, he Plymouth. That was his junior team, Plymouth. Yes, the OHL. Oh, wait, no. He didn't no. win a cup of Yeah, Tampa. I was going to say, I don't who am I thinking? Who am I thinking? Uh, there was a goalie that won a cup with Tampa last year, not this year. And and then he got he got signed back to his former – it's an it's an Arizona goaltender. I'm telling you right now. It may, maybe it's not Wedgwood, but – no, wait. I'm right. I'm right. Okay, hold on. No, it's not. Yeah, I'm, here it is. Wedgwood was one of the eight players called up to the Lightning for their training. Oh, yeah, Syracuse. The, that's Syracuse. And then that's that's lightning HL team. So I don't think he actually won a cup with them, but he was in the he was part of the bubble. Okay, right. There we go. Wasn't he? Uh yes. He, yeah, yes, he, was, he, was, he was their yes. starter in he the was, AHL. He was called up for the training camp prior to the 2020 uh bubble, but I don't know if he was actually on the roster. And he was originally a New Jersey Devil, which I got right. That I did say. I was like, I think he was originally part of the Devils. Yeah, then he re-signed this year. Yeah, okay. Got it. So yes. Uh I mean, he was with Arizona too. Yeah, yeah, he was with Arizona. So, uh, Jersey, Jersey, Arizona, Tampa, Arizona, New Jersey. Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo. Was he with Buffalo? We well, didn't play in Buffalo. He played in Rochester. Oh, okay. Oh uh, shit. Okay. Well, yes. Yeah, so there you go. But really, no risk. They need goaltending depth, so we'll see how that goes for them. And then he could be a good backup. Yeah. And uh, another New Jersey signing, Jonas Siegenthaler, former Capitals player he signed for a two-year extension 1.25 million per i don't know much about him good depth i guess so i'll let i'll take your word for it because i know nothing about him so i think that's about it he's just good depth good he, he can you know hold his own as a d-man 
better than other guys like let's say i would take him over like luke shen okay who's won a cup. i'm not sure if that cup. means anything yeah. i don't even think he played but uh he wouldn't on. have been playing if uh oh, shit, i can't do names today david savard was there i, don't, I oh. think he probably would have been playing yeah probably uh dominic tonatino hope i said that right of winnipeg he signed for a two-year extension as well seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year you sure. know I kind of like this, um, but there's a problem. I don't know who he is. Okay. Well, then there you go. All right. So we'll just call him, uh, we'll call him, what should we call him? We'll call him Tostitos. There we go. Dominic Tostito. Like he's, a, he's our new go-to guy in Winnipeg. We're putting yes, the lineup. He's, our, he's, our, uh, he's our new guy for Winnipeg. Uh, he's our, he's our. Uh, Sorry, Logan. Guy. Yeah. Bye, bye, Logan Stanley. Uh, and then Christian Willannon uh, of LA. He was a picker from Ottawa this year. He signed for a one-year extension, 750 grand as well. I do like this one a lot. Uh, I think it could be a, as you said, steal. Uh, I know. I don't think Nathan was too uh, too thrilled when he left. So he was. I think he was a trade, right? Was he away? I think it was a trade? a trade for like a seventh rounder or something. It wasn't okay. much. So yeah, uh, I think he's he, he could be a good player, good depth guy. Yeah, I like it. So it seems like a very uh, Oilers type of deal. Yeah, it does. Which the Oilers uh, might be getting Milton Keith, as we said. Uh, <laughs> it seems like it's inevitable now, but uh, it actually doesn't. That's oh, wait, different what? rumors, but oh, really? they, they took off uh, McCloyd or Ryan McLeod or McLeod or whatever McLeod, his name McLeod, is. Yeah. McLeod. Um, and then Ethan Bear. They're both no goes apparently, yeah. according to one guy's podcast. Okay. Because he has insider information. All right. Well, we'll see uh, where that goes. Yeah, we will see where that goes. And now, finally, we can get the into segment this, you've been waiting for. The segment that no one has been waiting for at all that I have said we've been go, we are going to do for like the last four episodes, maybe even five now. The NHL games that we have been to. Now, Eli, you've been to two. Yeah. I have been to eight. I'm not going to tell you about all eight. I am just going to give you a top three. Literally at the top of my head here, I haven't done this at all. I'm just going to give you a top three. Since I have a little bit more to cover, Eli, you can go, you can talk about two of your NHL games. You can talk about one of them. I don't care. But take I'll it talk away. about two since they're kind of faint. Um, besides all the AHL games, which man I've been to plenty of Rockford, um, Chicago Wolves games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been to two NHL games, one Hawks, and one which I got booed at. Me and my dad both got booed at. We went to our for my first one was at least from my current memory. I might have gone when I was like, you know, a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to probably more or more uh, Bulls games back then. Oh sure. Yeah, it was great. Um, but so I went to a in St. Louis, a St. Louis Minnesota game because my sister was there for like a college soccer training whatever. Um, so my dad was like, "Hey, there's a game tonight. Should we just go pick up some tickets and go see how that it's gonna go?" And we're like, "Okay." We pick, we find, he finds some tickets. They were pretty decent seats. I think they were in the second level, not that expensive. Nice. Uh, it went to overtime. It's like a 3 2 lead, I think. Oh, so you have a thing for going to overtime games. Uh, yes. Both the games I went to have both gone to overtime. Okay. Um, and I believe the Blues won because I think the crowd was pretty loud. It was a David Backus. Okay. I think he was still there when I went to that. I think that was like 2016. Yeah, okay. Um, wow. Yeah, David Beck has scored an OT, and that was pretty exciting. Uh, we were walking around the, the corridors, checking out all the, the cool history stuff they have. Is their building actually pretty neat? 
Um, so we're checking all that, all that, and we got booed at probably like 20 times because we're both wearing Hawks gear. Yeah. And it was on Halloween. So we were, we were like, or at least in my mind, I was like, maybe it's a joke. They don't <laughs> think I'm wearing a costume. Like, I'm actually yeah. a Hawks fan. This is not yeah. a costume. Right. But at the same time, I was kind of scared I was going to get beat up because it is St. Louis. And <laughs> right. back then, the rivalry was pretty great. Um, but yeah, so that was my first game. It was pretty cool. Uh, over time, you know, it was the first or second year of three, three on threes. That was so much fun. That was a great overtime, I remember. And then my second game, I believe, was in... I don't know what year that was. 2018, it was, I think. Is that, is that I have it somewhere in my Snapchat memories. Yeah. Um, it was that 18 or 19. Did I post that on my Instagram? I don't think so. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I don't really want to look for it because it's going to take a minute. Um, but it was a Colorado versus Chicago game. Um, and I was like, there's no way the Hawks are winning. But Because I think at that point, the Hawks were out or the playoffs or – it was getting pretty uh, close to the end of the season. No, March I don't 6, think it was. March 6, 2018. Okay. March 6, 2018. And yeah, and that was the year of Doc. So they were not – no, that was when they were Bolquist. So, yeah, they were not in the playoffs. So the the tickets were, you know, decreasing in price. Right. So that was nice. My dad was like, hey, it was like a Wednesday or something. My dad's like, hey, you want to go? I'm like sitting here doing homework. I'm like, okay, I don't need to do my essay. <laughs> You know, about to graduate in a couple months. I don't need right. to do it. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> and so we go down. It was fun. Uh, I remember really exciting game. M- McKinnon had a very nice uh, clap bomb from the left side. I was like, ah, I'm so happy I got to see it because McKinnon was unreal. He's still unreal. Um, I remember I went to overtime. It was 2-2 and... Jonathan Tays scores a nice, I think it was a backhand move or something like that. Uh, and it was really fun to see the Hawks win, which I had a good record at Hawks. Yeah. I, I better record than you. Good, yeah, better record than I do. Uh, so I've been to eight games. One of them is a preseason game. So I technically say seven, but I've been to eight. Um, I have them in my notes just real quick. I won't go over all of them in detail. I'll just go over my top three, but I went to a Flyers game in 2016, a Blues game in 2017, a Wild game in 2017, a Flames game in 2018, an Ottawa game in 2019, a Canucks game in 2019, and a Bruins game in 2020. That Bruins game, I can tell you right now, is my least favorite of all the ones I went to. Charlie McAvoy scoring over time. I just, it was a shitty day all around. Middle of winter. Anyway, my top three. Uh, I know what my number one is. Uh, all right. Okay. I'll go with this one. So. I'll do the Blues one from 2017, February 26, 2017. So I had – this is my second ever Hawks game I've been to, or maybe the, maybe the Pittsburgh preseason game was before this. doesn't really matter, which they got destroyed in that. The Hawks did. Um, but this, this game in 2017, I had never seen Kane score a goal. I was going through a tough time as well. So it was just a not a fun time. I, could, I had the opportunity to go to a Minnesota game where Kane scored two goals, and I missed it. And I was really upset that I didn't get to go. So that's why I was just praying that Kane would score in this game. It had been my first game in almost a year that I had been to. Uh, they beat the Blues, I think, 4-2 to two or something like that. Anisimov had the game winner. I believe Panarin – actually, I don't think Panarin had a goal. But Kane had a goal. I've used it in edits all the time. He had this goal from the left side, his offhand. 
coming down, shot it a little bit past the face-off dot, top shelf, beautiful Sally, and I could just barely see it when the crowd stood up, but I could see him do it. I could see him do a cane Sally, and I was like, <laughs> fuck yes. And I remember I just hugged my dad, and I was just, like, really fucking, like, emotional. Um, I, was, I was crying, man. I'd never seen Kane score a goal. He's my favorite player of all time. It was really an amazing moment. So that's my number three. I, I mean, that was a winning game at least. Uh, let's see. I put Ottawa number two. Ottawa, that was uh, February. So I guess February games are good ones to go to because they seem to win. Uh, February 18, 2019. This was the game where the Hawks were wearing their Winter Classic jerseys, I believe, for the first time since the Winter Classic uh, 2019. And it was a gong show. I believe the final score was eight to six in favor of the Blackhawks. Uh, Taze had, I believe, two goals. Kane had a nice goal. But it was DeBrinket who stole the show. DeBrinket with a hat trick in this game. I never wear a hat that I want to throw away uh, because I don't like throwing away my hats. I never think to like bring an extra one either. So when he, I never seen a hat trick before either. So when he got it, it was really cool. I was recording it too. Like I had, a, they, I think they were on a power play when he got it. I'm like, I can feel it. DeBrinket's going to get it here. I can feel it. And he, I remember he bangs his stick on the ice, like pass it over here. One timer hat trick. So sick. And for the YouTube viewers, this hat that I'm wearing, I got it at that game because once he got the hat trick, all hats were 30% off 30 for three goals. So uh, I bought this hat at the store. Been wearing it ever since it's kind of gross, but I still wear it. Uh, and that it's was okay. I've, I've bought one Blackhawks hat since I became a fan. Um, it's downstairs. Um, I have not bought a, a second don't, hat. If you're going to, don't buy Adidas, don't buy nope. Fanatics. Buy nope. the new I'm not buying another hat. I, I love my hat, okay. is so okay. cool. I think it has like the cool the net design on the sides the and truck, the, the gray hat. and the black. Oh, I think it's sick. And I have not been able to find another hat that I like as much as that one. All right. Well, get New Era. That's all I'm saying. New Era fits <laughs> better than anything. And it's just, they're, they're always better than Fanatics or Adidas. I that's... think my hat was a Reebok. That's fine. Anything besides Adidas and Fanatics. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely my third favorite. Uh, let's see. Honorable mention I will give is real quick the Flames on December 2nd, 2018. Taze had a goal in that game. Uh, I don't remember. I don't know if you actually remember it. It was kind of on a mini breakaway. Went from right to left, top shelf, jumped into the boards for a celebration. Probably. Really, Sounds familiar. Really sick, Sally. And it was unfortunate because I missed it because it happened like in the first minute of the game. And what my dad and I try to do, because we usually get standing room only. Um, but that, that Ottawa game and the Ottawa game, we actually had seats for. Uh, but we were standing room only in that game. So we tried to, we found a couple empty seats and we were just sitting there. Like, maybe the guys won't show up. Maybe they don't care enough because that happens all the time at Blackhawks games. People just don't care enough to pay for their tickets uh, or show up for the tickets that they paid for because they're just that rich. And the people that were sitting in those seats showed up and, like, right during the Star Spangled Banner. So we had to, like, get out of there and try to find a spot to go watch the game in the standing room only. And as we were doing so, Tay scored that goal. Yeah, exactly, like that. So Tay scored, uh, <laughs> scored that goal. You you find it? Yeah. Yeah. I So – the uh that is i had the right date right that is that game i think it is 12 8 uh 12 to uh, 18 that should be the date december 2nd 2018 so i missed that goal saw this i believe i saw the celebration but i don't think i saw the actual goal i was able to just notice it but yeah we were walking around as he scored to go back to standing room only as, as, as after we got booted out from doing that so uh unfortunate 
Uh, and then number one, it has to be my first Blackhawks game. My neighbor, shout out to Nate. He was actually the one that took me there. I don't even remember how it happened. It was literally just after a random school day. He texted me while we were in school. He's like, my dad has tickets. You want to go? I was like, no, why would I want to go? Yes, I want to fucking go. So I never been to a Blackhawks game. He took me there. Thank you to him and his dad for you know paying for the whole thing and everything. Um, we were in the 300 level, pretty high up. I didn't really care. It was an amazing experience just going in there for the first time, watching warmups. They were wearing St. Patrick's Day jerseys. It was a St. Patrick's Day game. We missed out on getting the green hat promotion, but I have gone to two St. Patrick's Day games since, and I've gotten the green hat each time. So I'm glad to say that. So I love getting those green hats. I love watching them in the warm-up jerseys, those St. Patrick's jerseys, always my favorite. So yeah, it was my first time seeing Kane. Scott Darling was still on the team. Arkane Panarin was still on the team. Uh, it was, I think Andrew Shaw was still there. So it was, it was really fun. Andrew Ladd was there. It was uh, a really, go. yeah, it was a really fun day. I, we, we got to go all the way down the bottom on warmups and I got to see those guys up close. I didn't get a puck. I still have never gotten a puck at a game and I do intend, I've gotten plenty of baseballs at baseball games and I hate the rule that you have to give it to a kid. Cause if I go to a hockey game and I'm 21 and I get a puck, I ain't giving it to a little kid. I haven't gotten one before. Fuck you. You can look, you gotta shave the beard before you go. No, no. I'm going to make a sign. If I ever get to go like up close to the glass again, I'm going to say I'm 21. I never gotten a puck and or stick. Please Someone give me cane. one. Yes. Yeah, so I don't, I don't care if it's can. I just want one. Uh, I have plenty of autograph pucks. I'm again, I'm grateful for all that, but I would like to get a puck tossed out to me at warmups. Uh, but yeah, so it was really cool. Went up to our seats and the Hawks come out for warmups. They're blasting the goal horn and, I get to see the intro that's playing on the board. It's called The Orchard. If you don't know the name, that's the name of the intro video, or they used to play it. They don't use that theme anymore. It's, it's such a shame. It was called The Orchard. Uh, really sick. Jim Cornelison comes out. I've met him before. Um, Too. Yeah, that's fun. right. You have met him. Yeah. So, and he comes on and does the anthem. Surreal experience. <laughs> have you ever uh, got a picture with him? No, he's tall. My dad has, though. He's oh, funny. it's really funny because he's a giant. he likes to make the point that he's wearing a Hawks. Oh, yes. Ring. Yes. And so yes. every time he takes a picture, he makes a fist with mm-hmm. the ring. It's, it's it's really funny because I was at a uh, Hawks watch party during the playoffs. And he why wouldn't out, you either? Yeah, he came out and sang it uh, like 20, like 10 minutes away from my house. He just sang the anthem and we waited in line for like half an hour during the game and we're like oh we're definitely getting this picture and comes out with this yeah the huge ass ring and it's so funny i don't blame him i don't know why i, I don't blame I would, I, he got the rig so right he has three of them probably yep so uh yeah that was really cool the hawks did lose this game kane didn't have a goal but the first ever black cross goal i'd ever seen was marion hosa uh oh. that marion hosa was on the team he loved hosa he had a breakaway goal I watched him come down. I'm like, please just score. Scores top shelf. Does a it was an it was an it was okay sell. I like the sell. Place went nuts. I still have it on video. I don't know the goal. He didn't do I, his signature uh, pump. He did something. He did like something like this. I don't, oh. that, I don't know. But I love was, his signature. Just pump the right. Yeah, the the muscle pump thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. sick. Uh, but yeah, it was the the place went nuts. I recorded it. Like I didn't get the goal, but I got the aftermath of the celebration. It was so cool. The horn was just so loud. Really cool. Uh, Taze had a goal where he batted out of midair, kind of not like not like you would think a typical batted out. Like you couldn't even tell he did, but it, it went in. And then Giroux had a sick spinning pass to oh, fuck, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Shen when he was still on the Flyers. But yeah, the Flyers won three to two. Um, but it was a really 
really fun first game, regardless of the loss. I had a fun time. And that's definitely got to be number one because there's, there's nothing I wouldn't do. There's two things in life that I wish I could get back for the first time. Playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I wish I could play that again for the first time all over again. Amazing game. And I wish I could relive my first Blackhawks game again because there is nothing like it. And uh, It's unreal. I don't know how many of our followers, I'm assuming most of you guys have been to a game. Right. But if you haven't, the experience from watching it on TV is I was going to my first Hawks game. I guess even the St. Louis game, St. Louis, Minnesota game I went to, I was going to it like, you know, it's just, you know, I've been to Bulls games. I've been to, you know, baseball games. Right. I was like, it's whatever. It feels different. Yeah. That's, it, it hits differently. It's so cool seeing them warm up. It's so cool seeing them just like sitting on a bench, you know, for the three stars, you know, at, you know, waiting for their turn. It's so cool. It, it just the seeing it for the first time even if i go again i haven't been to a hockey game in you know three years now i probably won't go anytime soon unless it's a well unless AHL it's game ahl game i've been to i remember we were trying to get one um right when we got free we got hitting. free tickets we got free tickets to go to an ahl game but we had to drive to rockford to claim them yeah that like, was i'm not driving an hour 15 minutes to get my free tickets why can't you just send them over digitally i won them <laughs> give them to me they're mine i would like to go to a rockford game though yeah, I will have but, to go to the uh, Rockford is quite far Bimo from the Harris Arena. Yeah. Um, because we've been to plenty of Rockford games, but they're all in Chicago. Um, and it'd be nice to see uh, the Rockford play someone else who they can actually win against. Right. Well, because that's what we did. We did see an overtime. We one. did see a couple, but most of the time, I think we've at least seen two games where they went up, where Chicago went up to seven goals or something. Yeah, no, it's. It was really good. funny to watch. Uh, but <laughs> We're yeah. like, oh, no. It's happening again. Poor uh, our boy, uh, Glass. And Svedberg. Poor Svedberg. Poor Svedberg. Poor Vili Polka. Yeah. Uh, poor anyone else who was on there for forever. Those are the only two names I can think of at the moment. Uh, but, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, so, we finally got the games we've been to segment taken care of. Um, we only have, I think, one left in the notes that we haven't done yet. I'm going to double-check real quick. I closed the page, so I can't look. No, I know. I'm in, in my notes. I'm like, oh, okay. We could do um, NHL players we met and favorite jerseys. That's the other ones I have in the in the idea bin. So if you guys have a preference. I don't know if anyone really is going to be listening to this point. Eli and I <laughs> will figure it out, though, if which one we want to do. We might have time for it next week. I'm not going to promise that. But just those are the Probably two will. I have in the back burner. But, yes, we finally got that one taken care of. So that's our little experience of NHL games. And Eli, any final thoughts before we wrap up here? Uh, nope. All right. Well, as Eli always says, thank you so much for watching, listening, however you consume this podcast. We appreciate and love you. Rip to hockey, rip to NBC. But like Eli said, it'll, it'll be quicker than I think most of us think. And here's to a, a new season, a new somewhat normal season with fans, hopefully, in every building. And regular uh, a new team. divisions. Regu- yeah, new divisions, a new team. Sorry, not new division. Regular divisions, new team. And let's hope everything just goes soundly, smoothly. No more COVID, no nothing. So that is it for episode 22. We will see you guys next week for episode 23. Have a good one, guys.